0: Welcome to episode 113 of the TruthQuest podcast, the truth about how to destroy America in three easy steps. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as Kamala Harris, state secession, George Floyd, Michael Flynn, or vote by mail comes up, please share the topic-specific truth Quest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean.com. The video version of the podcast are available on bitshoot.com, brighttion.com, and ThinkSpot. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a moment and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a 5-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through Facebook and Twitter advertising. See the episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for more information. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. So I just finished reading Ben Shapiro's book, How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps. He covers a lot of ground that we've already covered in various episodes on this podcast, but his presentation of the information is crisp and clean and concise. So in this episode, I want to walk through Shapiro's main arguments and add some of my own color commentary. His basic premise is those who want to tear down America who he calls Disintegrationists, employ three strategies, thus the name of the book. Those strategies are, step one, tear down the American philosophy. Step two, undermine our culture of rights in favor of a culture of protection by government. And step three, pervert American history. So let's start with the American philosophy, most of which we've covered in other episodes. So think about the founding of the country. What did the founders do? They built a system that was based on God given rights, or natural rights if you prefer. This means these rights pre exist government. In other words, they are not granted by government. When government grants rights, they are called privileges. Under the American philosophy, Americans do not need to justify their need to maintain their rights. However, those who want to take away rights must explain why they have the right to do so. The Founding Fathers knew. What government gives, government can take away. They knew that rights are not granted by the collective. They also knew that government's primary purpose is to preserve the people's rights, so they limited the general government's powers accordingly. The Declaration of Independence declares rights to be unalienable. All men are created equal with unalienable rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or what it really means is property rights. Then we have the Constitution with clearly defined and limited enumerated powers for the general government. This included the checks and balances that used to be taught in school. You know, the three branches of government. The power of the purse, the power to declare war, the veto power, and the power to override a veto. We've got due process, freedom of speech, association, religion, assembly, the right to protect your property, the right to bear arms for any and no reason. Things like the idea that You own yourself and your own labor, and no one has the right to remove your labor from you for the benefit of the collective without just compensation. All of this is inherent in the American philosophy. Then there was the idea of federalism. You know, separate states. Thirteen at the beginning of the country, fifty now. These states are off doing their own thing with the ability to tell Washington to go to hell if they overstep their constitutional bounds. Then we have the system of free market capitalism, which has raised more people out of poverty all over the world than any system ever devised by man. As I said in episode 83, The Truth About Capitalism, it might not be the best economic system, but it's the best one mankind has devised up until now. As we will discuss, the disintegrationists spent an exorbitant amount of time trying to tear down capitalism. And finally, we have the fact that the church and the family were the cornerstone of American life, The founders built a country of laws rather than one of men. They left that behind with the king. What the king wants, the king gets. Not in America. If the king, i.e. the president, wants something that is against the law or the constitution, he cannot willy-nilly change the law to fit his needs. The disintegrationists try to tear down the American philosophy, our culture, and pervert our history in order to usher in a new era in which they are in control. They dictate to you what you can eat, the kind of car you can drive, the kind of gas you can put in your car, how many miles you can drive that car, where you work, how many hours you can work, the minimum wage you can receive, what doctor you can see, how much that doctor can charge you, etc., etc. It's never-ending. It's an attractive view, this disintegrationist view to some, because it allows them to escape personal responsibility. Unlike believers in God who dictates right and wrong, they get to blame the system for their shortcomings. With the disintegrationist view, there is no compromise. These people are not after the same thing that the rest of us are after. They deplore the individual. They hate a limited government. They are not marching towards a world where we are left alone to live our lives with a very small general government out there taking care of a few enumerated things. They must cram their vision down our throats because it's not popular. It would never be adopted following the normal legislative process. These people want to dominate. They want to force adherence to their worldview. They want power and control. Your only choice is submission, or you will be subjected to intimidation of varying levels depending on the size of the mob. It's best described as a left wing jihad because you either convert or be destroyed. In short, They want to completely disassociate from America. Let's walk through the three methods described by Shapiro used to destroy America. I'm going to combine his first and second methods into one because they're so similar, tearing down the American philosophy and undermining our culture of rights in favor of a culture of protection by government. It takes many forms. Generally speaking, you see virtue signaling mobs advocating top-down solutions for everyone. Everything done by the disintegrationist opponents is presented as scandalous. Everything is taken to a breaking point. There's constant chaos and angst. The mob creates duties, and they're dictated by the cultural elite. They tear down individuals. Experts from on high replace individual choice and individual freedom. They decrease liberty, and in its place, put security. So you relinquish some of your liberty And in return they give you security they are shifting us from a culture that asks the question does government have the right to do that to a culture that asks why don't we have the right to do that more specifically you see attacks on free speech the right to bear arms you see attacks on the nuclear family and church as well as on free market capitalism let's spend a few minutes on each one of those so let's look at free speech nothing exemplifies the american philosophy more problem is the disintegrationists hate free speech. In the name of protecting people from being offended, they want to regulate speech. They create so-called free speech zones on college campuses. How ridiculous is that? The whole country is a free speech zone. What a bunch of morons. They advocate for hate speech laws and regulations, all designed to quell free speech. I hate to break it to you, but hate speech is free speech. That's the point. They want to ban speech that is hurtful or offensive, that hurts people's dignity. Notice how vague all of these concepts are. Who gets to define hate speech? Who gets to determine what is offensive? Not you, I can tell you that for sure. What about the First Amendment? Why can't we have discussions anymore? Why must we always react with rage? It's also effectuated through the cancel culture, mass intimidation, and shaming. More on that later. What about the right to bear arms, the natural right to self-defense? Well, one is ingrained in the Constitution, the other granted by God. The disintegrationists want to tear them both down, to be replaced with total reliance on government. These are the same people who not only want to take your guns, but advocate for defunding of the police. Speaking of that, notice that they only advocate for the defunding of local police, never federal law enforcement. I wonder why that is. Because they currently do not control the local law enforcement. The Obama DOJ tried in places like Ferguson, Missouri, but they have not been able to make any wide ranging changes. Back to gun control. These people work around the fringes with registration requirements, magazine limits, bump stock bans, intimidation, suing and badmouthing the NRA, and jacking up the rhetoric after every mass shooting. But remember these are the same people who ignore rioting, looting, and arson by left wing mobs. You know, the same people who want shopkeepers and property owners to allow these same mobs to burn down their property without a fight. The disintegrationists want to destroy another cornerstone of America, the nuclear family and religion. Why, you ask? Well, because people with family and God don't answer to an angry, power-hungry mob of political hacks. They don't subscribe to their radical and often unnatural policy prescriptions. See, the thing is, church and family serve as grounding and centering for the masses. Those who want to tear down America must replace Big G God with other Little G Gods, dictated by the elites. Religious institutions and religious people must be curbed. They must be forced to follow the disintegrationist mob. Bake that cake! Provide abortion coverage in your employee's insurance plan. Hire homosexual ministers and pastors. Accept the change in the definition of marriage. Allow men that identify as women to use the women's bathroom and to compete against women in athletic events. You see how insane this is when you hear it out loud? But these people are undeterred. Part of the tearing down of the big-G god is the need by disintegrationists to tear down the concept of universal absolutes and replace it with relativism. To them, there is no truth. It's my truth, my values. You've probably heard these folks before. They say shit like, well, that may be true for you, but not for me. Huh? Either something's true or it isn't. Not with these people. Everything's relative. Instead of the universe revolving around Big G God's universal truths, it revolves around the individual's feelings. Which is really weird considering that these same people are advocates for communal-style political systems like socialism and communism, yet everything else revolves around the individual. I don't think the two philosophies are compatible. On the one hand, individual rights are a challenge to collective power. But on the other hand, these people cannot bring themselves to declare universal truths or absolutes, for fear of offending someone in their tribe. At the end of the day, the problem for disintegrationists is freedom. Freedom of religion, speech, assembly, thought, school choice. At their core, these people are anti-freedom and anti-liberty. They are authoritarians, oppressive, they're fascists. Everything must be one size fits all with the size determined by them power and control is the name of the game, with them in control, and with them with the power. And of course, disintegrationists must tear down the free market capitalistic system in the name of equality. Equality of income, equality of wealth, just equality of outcome, period. In other words, they are trying yet again to resurrect the failed economic system of communism or socialism, depending on which of these loon bags you talk to. Economic freedom must be curtailed in the name of leveling the playing field for those who are less fortunate. As I mentioned earlier, capitalism might not be the best economic system, it's just the best one we've found up to now. Oh, and please do not be mistaken in thinking that here in America we have free market capitalism. We have a highly regulated economy by all levels of the government from the feds down to the local. We have occupational licensing requirements, building codes, OSHA regulations, minimum wage laws, health department regulations, labor laws, and on and on it goes. We have crony capitalism, whereby big companies get in bed with government at all levels in order to drive the small guys out of the market. The disintegrationists are working to replace our culture of economic freedom with a culture of economic expectation, which results in a culture of economic tyranny. Again, with a few at the top making decisions for the many, i.e. communism and socialism. Oh, and don't forget those dastardly entrepreneurs. You know, the people who employ the majority of folks in America in their small businesses? See, they are a threat to the disintegrationist utopia because they are motivated by a spirit of adventure. They go their own way. They don't play by the rules laid down by omnipotent experts. Also, since entrepreneurism requires economic freedom, and because economic freedom is a cause of inequality, that spirit must be snuffed out. All of this is antithetical to the purposes of government, which is to protect your rights. These folks claim the purpose of government is to dispense privileges, positive rights, like government entitlements. The idea of negative rights, that's the checks and balances, the limited government, is cast aside. You see, the greater good is more important than the individual. Individual rights must be put aside for the good of the community. Sounds again like socialism to me. Government has no limits with these folks. Have you ever noticed their answer to every problem is more government? So let me get this straight. They already have a monopoly on coercion and the use of force, i.e. the police and military. And these people want to give them more power. Brilliant. Equality of rights is not enough for these people. We must have equality of results, of fill-in-the-blank, outcome, wealth, income, housing, health care, education. And the only entity that can execute or guarantee this equality is government. So they want bureaucrats with no accountability administering an unlimited government. We are to be ruled by experts. They know what's best. Government knows what's best. People are stupid, selfish, and short-sighted. One of the problems with this philosophy is administrative government kills accountability of government to the people. To them, government is a source of good. The Constitution be damned. The government becomes little g-god. It cannot be constrained by small-minded people following the Constitution. Our duty lies in duty to the state. We are sheep. The government is the shepherd. If the government can do anything for you, it can do anything to you. If you are interested in this topic and want to go a little bit deeper, check out some of these episodes that I've produced previously. Episode 36, The Truth About Billionaires. Episode 31 and 32, The Truth About Socialism, Part 1 and 2. Episode 96, The Truth About Socialism in America. And episode 57, The Truth About Free Stuff. So that covers the first two steps of destroying America. The third is the perversion of American history. Shapiro puts it this way, quote, Step three in destroying America is convincing citizens that America represents fruit from the poisonous tree, that America was founded in evil, end quote, which we are seeing fully displayed in bright colors here in 2020 as I record this. You know, the unsubstantiated claim that America is systemically and institutionally racist. These people ignore all the good that has come from America and Americans. They focus on what divides us, not what unites us, With these folks dominating the education system, their perverted version of American history has become mainstream. The disintegrationists claim America is either good or bad, and since it can't be good, it's bad. All the time, in every instance. There is no gray. They use history as a wedge. They use it as a hammer to beat anyone who dares to claim America is good or exceptional over the head with. This is why the slogan Make America Great Again is a slap in the face because to them... America was never great. What prominent Democrat said that out loud? Oh yeah, that was New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The American flag represents oppression rather than freedom. The Confederate flag means only one thing, racism. Never mind the fact that it's called a rebel flag for a reason. The national anthem is the anthem of white supremacy and oppression and imperialism. They blame the present on the past. Everything goes back to slavery, racism, and patriarchy. The legacy of Jim Crow, segregation, discrimination, the denial of women, the right to vote, casts a long, unforgiving shadow. It's part of our DNA, don't you see? All of this is baked into the American cake. You cannot get rid of it no matter how hard you try. You must understand that America was founded in evil and sin. In addition to slavery, we have the treatment of the American Indians, we have the industrial exploitation of workers, and the corruption of millionaire and billionaire industrial barons. You know, we have the founding of the nation in 1492 when the West invaded the Americas with all their disease, exploitation, and death. And in 1619, the arrival of slavery to America. The treatment of the Native Americans demonstrates the brutality of Western civilization and free markets. They ignore the history of the Native Americans. They ignore the history of the Democratic Party as well. America is the only place that was violent and unfair. It's the only place where slavery was practiced. And because of all that comes the need to fundamentally transform America. Remember Barack said that. Or Michelle when she said that we need to change our traditions. According to these folks, America can never achieve greatness. They set a standard that can never be met. Perfection. Then when perfection is not met, it attributes all problems and historical sins of America as the cause. It's quite sinister. The net result is the system must be torn down. We must realize that all the promises of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution are lies. Keep in mind, all of this angst and rewriting of history and cancel culture and rioting is not about fixing the problem, because, as they will tell you, America is unfixable. The disintegrationist history explains everything but fixes nothing. Don't you understand? America is irredeemably divided and can never escape her past without dismantling her founding principles. America has been unmet, terrible for her citizens, and terrible for the world. The true goal of the disintegrationist history is to, quote, to suggest a continuum between America's birth and sin and her current ills, end quote. They downplay or ignore all the progress we have made. Every modern-day problem in America is traced back to the founding. The founding might be 1492 or 1619 or heaven forbid, 1776, or what other random date these jackwats come up with. They all point back to the past and scream racism. Then you never have to actually debate your policy prescriptions. You get to yell at, name call, threaten violence, and intimidate anyone who disagrees with you because the nation is horrible to its core. And anyone who disagrees with this ass-backwards historical perspective is equally as horrible. That's why you see such levels of hysteria from your seemingly normal friends on social media. That's why you see marginally mentally ill people shooting at peaceful assembly of Trump supporters like what happened in Fort Mill, South Carolina a few weeks ago. They have been marinating in hateful, lying, pessimistic, propaganda, violence, misinformation, Trump is the devil, orange man bad, for three and a half years. And rather than turn towards God and worship Him, they choose to worship at the altar of wokeness, or at the altar of abortion, the environment, the Democratic Party, or some other idol. The removal of God from the public square has caused serious harm. The truth to them is America achieved greatness, power, and peace in spite of her founding principles, not because of them. So how do these disintegrationists effectuate their strategy? Well, The easiest way to describe it is they constantly move the Overton window and intimidate those who don't get on board. They propagate chaos and outrage. With chaos and outrage comes mob rule. If you are listening to this in 2020, just look at your nightly news or your newsfeed. It's one faux scandal after another, each followed by outrage and chaos. These folks ram their agenda down our collective throat. The most obvious example is Obamacare. Republicans were not permitted to negotiate or participate in the drafting of the bill, not a single one voted for it, and it still took Chief Justice John Roberts rewriting of the law in order to find it constitutional. But there are numerous other examples, as I've already mentioned. Bake the cake, pay for abortions, accept gay marriage. Mass intimidation is another favorite tactic. You see it in the form of boycotts of advertisers of shows that do not toe the party line, They have mastered the art of the Twitter mob, whereby a handful of whack-job activists make their outrage look like it's coming from hundreds of thousands, when in reality it's like ten people. Corporations are cowards and suckers. Look at the NFL and the NBA with their worship at the altar of social justice, while their businesses and leagues lose fans hand over fist. Notice how if you disagree with these their views, their response is always invariably mass intimidation, name-calling, shout you down, cancel you, dox you. You must not ask questions. No inquiries allowed. If you don't join them in their outrage, say the right things on social media, post the right memes in solidarity to the current outrage, you don't demonstrate anti-racism, then you will be intimidated into silence. No free speech for you. It's no longer the silent majority. It's the silenced majority. How weird is that? A boisterous, violent, oppressive minority shuts up the majority. Intolerance is the name of the game. All while they claim to be pro-diversity, inclusion, and tolerance. What a load of horseshit. Why can't they tolerate? Because their unpopular agenda is unpalatable to the majority of people and is resoundingly rejected. Then you have cancel culture. The left is employing it with remarkable precision. Even President Trump's Twitter account has tweets blocked by the media establishment. This even impacts people like you and me. Try this as an experiment. Find an article that dispels climate change or the wearing of masks to protect from COVID-19, or post something that's not critical of Kyle Rittenhouse. Look him up if you don't know who he is. Post any of these on your Facebook feed and tell me what happens. This is how they wage their war on free speech. That's why a lot of conservative-minded people have moved from Facebook to parlor.com. They have abandoned Twitter in favor of Gab. They've moved from YouTube to platforms like Brighteon and Bitchute. Fine by me. Let those old platforms just become left-wing echo chambers. Anytime you express an opinion outside the 3x5 card of allowable opinion, you better be prepared to find yourself as the recipient of a verbal shaming, You're narrow-minded, small-minded, repressive, intolerant, anti-women, anti-children, anti-old people. You're a bigot. You're cruel. You're uncaring. You're heartless. You're a xenophobe, a homophobe, a racist. On and on and on. Another area of success for these disintegrationists is control of the language. You couple that with control of the media and the education system, and guess what? You control the narrative. Think about it. Illegal immigrants are not illegal. Hate speech is whatever the mob disagrees with. Abortion is a choice. Global cooling became global warming. Global warming became climate change, and climate change became extreme weather. Marriage means whatever you want it to mean. Healthcare is a constitutional right. Raising the minimum wage benefits low and no-skill workers. Gender identity? There are dozens of them, if not hundreds. There is no such thing as binary sex. No such thing as chromosomes. Mostly peaceful protests include rioters, looters, and arsonists. Voter suppression is not allowing the National Democratic Party to commit widespread voter fraud via a vote-by-mail scheme. The latest language hijacking is the definition of racism. It no longer means the belief that a particular race is superior to others or discrimination or prejudice based on race. It's a wide-ranging, never-ending list of actions, thoughts, and lack of actions that leaves virtually everyone labeled a racist. And finally, they have built a dual justice system that enforces their unpopular, sometimes illegal, cram-down policies. This is a system whereby a faux Russian collusion investigation can persist for two years, all based on a lie followed by the impeachment of the president. This is a system where those involved, some of who've committed crimes like perjury or lying to Congress, get off scot-free, and innocent people like Michael Flynn and Donald Trump get dragged through the court system endlessly. Where the likes of Hillary Clinton gets away with federal crimes and her husband with sex crimes. Where Joe Biden can broker quid pro quo arrangements for his son, Hunter, with the Ukraine government and boast about it to the Council of Foreign Relations and nothing happens to either one of them where rioters and looters burn, maim, and kill with no consequences, where FBI agents lie to the FISA court and remain free. I hope this episode has opened your eyes to the agenda and tactics used by these people who wish to tear down America, the disintegrationists as Shapiro labels them. My hope is that, going forward, you consume the news with this information in mind. See if you can identify the schemes deployed by these folks. Let me know if it changes your perspective. You can do that in the comments section of whatever platform you are currently listening to or join the conversation on Facebook at facebookcom podcast.